Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1. All right, hello again. The government has confirmed it is a legal strategy to contest cases taken by people who feel they or their relatives were wrongly charged for nursing home care over a period from the 70s to 2004. An article in the Irish Mail on Sunday alleged the government developed a strategy to avoid reimbursing those who had been wrongly charged. And meanwhile, the Taoiseach has said the state does not have a leg to stand on over a decision not to pay the disabled person's maintenance allowance to vulnerable people in residential care, according to legal advice. Two separate issues, both complex, but both involving the state dealing uh, with vulnerable individuals. Um, Jennifer Carl McNeil, let's just split off the issue of reimbursing or not people who are on medical cards who paid for private nursing home care um, and the decision to reimburse some of them if they went all the way to the point of seeking discovery of documents from the Department of Health and simply not reimbursing others or not going out to proactively find people who by the same criteria possibly should have been reimbursed. The Taoiseach said that this strategy is legal but I suppose to quote your former party leader is not to view this all with the, the gimlet eye of a canon lawyer. Um, I Possibly. I think, you know, we need to see from the Attorney General what actually happened and what the strategy was but I think there's a balance around this. This is going back prior to 2005, prior to 2006, the Oireachtas legislated subsequently for how nursing home charges should be dealt with in a universal way. And there is a balance around how the state manages the the taxpayers of today's money and how it handles all litigation that, that comes to it. I personally want to see what's in the Attorney General's report. I think there's more information that we need to understand. Um, but there is, I think, as Athanish has said this week, a very important balance around the, the money that we have today being spent as much as possible on today's needs. And, 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 that, and, and that is an interesting distinction because if you were going to apply that criteria to different causes and different people mm. seeking redress... In an issue like MICA, where there isn't the same degree of state involvement, it was decided to have Correct. a 100% redress scheme. But there was also in tandem with that a local active political grassroots support group when it becomes when it's isolated individuals taking cases where the state has been involved, the, the excuse has been made that you have to look after the interests of the taxpayers today. Are people, could people be no, forgiven I, for, no, for seeing I, one, no, no, no. one, one I, is different I because so. of that I mean, political there was never, activity? There was, there was, you know what I mean? You have to look at what the, the overall entitlements were as well. And you're right, there, you know, it, it, it does get difficult, but I think the government has time and time again, even where people lost legal cases, recognised that their needs were such that they needed support, that their needs today were such that they needed support. People who are suffering from mica and pyrite, apartment defects, the mother and baby home but the people need support, you know, in an ongoing way. And the government has, even where people lost legal cases like this in physiotomy cases, still provided support. I think it's really important to understand what this the, the legal strategy by the Attorney General's office. I see the point that you're making, but I personally would like to see that report uh, to, to understand it a bit better. You know, it's only it's Tuesday it's coming out. All right. So, you know, it's not that long. Do you uh, accept that distinction, Ivana Bacic? Between the uh, state's Between entitlement the... to defend and and uh, and the balance, well, there is a balance here, and of course, the state must defend cases. However, what's emerged is this uh, very particular and what I've described as a pattern of a sort of a callous legal strategy, where the state is taking the same approach as any other defendant and sort of representing itself as if it was just a private company. Isn't In other that words, what the system demands, though? Well, that's well. Let's change that then. You know, what's ha- what we've seen happening as a pattern is but where it, it, it's it, where it's where the state realizes it doesn't have a defence. These are the cases that are. 
issue where there where individuals have legal rights but the state delays and delays and doesn't make any offer to the individuals strings out the case and then at the point of having to make discovery of documents uh, and prior to going to hearing it'll settle so as not to make a precedent where it knows it doesn't have a legal defence and that's the difficulty and you know what we've proposed is that we look at changing the role of the Attorney General the Attorney General is currently advising and has advised over the course of many years has just advised on the well, narrow legal interest but, but, but let's but, look but, instead but at the public Cal- interest before I go to Cal- 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 let's give the but, just to finish but, but, that but point can the Attorney General represent two interests at once Are, is this is the interests of government and other interests always the same? Can the can the Attorney-General straddle the two roles in your opinion? Well, we're preparing a, a private member's bill to enable the Attorney-General to do just that, to have account, not to take account not only of the narrow legal interests of government, but also of the broader ethical interests, which clearly is at an issue. Well, you know, which clearly is at issue in so, so many of these cases. I'm thinking right. in particular of those affected by thalidomide, abs- okay. those affected in other cases right, where Pandor, the state is still the, defending. Well, for this, let's just I think what Fianna Fáil and success of Fianna Gael governments were involved was horrendously callous against the people who were most vulnerable. You're talking about people who were, in many cases, very old. In other cases, people who had uh, disabilities. Uh, in, in other cases, such as cervical check, they do ex- it's exactly the same uh, technique. Do you, th- do you think the state should have settled with everyone who was a medical card holder, who paid for private nursing home care and settled in its entirety? Where the state did wrong, it should have uh, fulfilled its responsibilities legally and paid for it, absolutely. There's no doubt about that at all. And actually, the, this idea that we need an Attorney General there to be on the side of the people at Cabinet... That's what ministers are for. That's the responsibility of government ministers to be on the side of the people. We had Eamon Gilmore there. We had Brendan Howland on those cabinets. They should have been fighting for the rights of, 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 of the people in nursing homes, the people who uh, were had their disability allowances withdrawn from them. Like, in, like the, the process right. of this is, is, okay. so, is so angry. Well, because, well, because, well, look, just one last point. No, 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 because that's a significant point. You're saying that ministers who sat around the table with the Attorney General didn't stick up for the interests of their constituents the people just because two Labour um, cabinet ministers were mentioned there Ivana Bacci the Labour Attorney General well we're waiting to see what the Attorney General's report is going to say this week in terms of the debate on the nursing home charges in particular but I think the reality here is that this the revelations have disclosed a pattern of legal strategies going back many many decades and largely because the Attorney General currently simply uh, any Attorney General advises the government narrowly on matters of law and narrowly on the legal interest and let's see well that's absolutely of course ministers should be represent are represented Presenting right. public interest in democracy, but but let's just say this. Let me finish the point. Let me finish the point. But what we've often seen over successive governments is ministers hiding behind the advice of an attorney general because the attorney general is simply advising okay. on narrow legal interests, and, and, and that very, that has given okay. too much dominance and, in the deliberations and, and, and of very, cabinet. As far as we're being led to Jennifer Carr McNeil, in your opinion, do you think people who are medical card holders? who uh, are to pay for private nursing home care should be compensated in, in, in the entirety of those fees. I think if the government thought that they were going to lose that case... The they should have made the. They should have absolutely made the payments. Then, if the entitlement was there, it was never adjudicated upon, as we know, because the government settled each case. Right. Neither, the government, government, and that's the nor, okay. neither the government nor the Oireachtas ever conferred a right of private nursing home care on medical card patients ever. Sure, um, but but they tried to what, stop. What, but it also didn't they tried just, to stop just, it being it, adjudicated. Just, 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 just a moment. It, it also didn't. decide to defend cases in a court of law and in fact in one case that's referred to in a 2017 document uh, that the Daily Mail is is reporting on today the initial 
amount of money that was offered to the litigant wasn't sufficient. They pressed on and they sought discovery. And eventually, the compensation fee was bumped up to €100,000 in order to stop the litigation because the state was not confident that it could defend this in court. It defended none of these cases. Why didn't it find one test case, defend it, and then use that as as the establishing criteria on which compensation would or wouldn't be paid? I want to see the report from the Attorney General on that, but this idea that the Attorney General isn't part of the broader public interest, that ministers aren't part of the broader public interest, the Attorney General, including the Labour Attorney General, is a member of government, is sitting at Cabinet. And this is these are Cabinets that have put in place schemes to support people over and over again, even when the state on, has absolutely no liability. Even where the Attorney General would have advised that there was no liability to the state, the, the government still has provided support to people on a whole range of so, uh, and precisely, and that's, and, that, and, and that's what's so strange about this: mm-hmm. that in a, a document pr- uh, furnished to a cabinet subcommittee in 2017 is advising uh, is advising the cabinet that there is no defensible strategy in a court of law. And still a compensation scheme isn't entered into, despite the fact that in other cases, like MICA, the state with less liability does compensate people. Now, what's the difference between the litigants here Political pressure. And, and, and people Political whose Political houses- pressure is a difference, Colin, because right. you have, in MICA, right. you have people campaigning on right. the streets and the government can't ignore it. They could ignore it if they kept right. it quiet. Gen- Jennifer Carroll McNeil. I think there, look, there is a broader question around the state's legal strategy on a whole range of different things. I have to be, be careful here. I have, a, I have, a, I have a, a, a conflict I'm trying to be careful of, but I I think there really is a point around the state coming towards people and resolving things in the least litigious way possible generally. Mm. However, there is also a responsibility on the state to manage its money, to manage taxpayers' money today broadly in the common good, broadly with prote- with the protection of the public finances, as much as part of the common good as any other as any other act, and it has to get that balance right all the time. That that balance will shift over time. But I want to see the Attorney General's report around the decision right. making and the thinking around this. Ivana Bacic, what does it say about the legal culture in a country where everybody who's been interviewed on this up until now has said, "Well, that's what the law does. That's what lawyers do for their clients." Well, that's what we need to change. That's why we need to look at changing it. I think the the issue people have with this and the reason why so many people feel so strongly this is unjust is because it appears that in a number of cases, not in all, not in all situations, but in a number of scenarios, those who had the patience and the resources to continue fighting a court case did succeed in getting legal entitlements from the state, while those who didn't have the patience and the resources did not and fell through the cracks. And, you know, I've spoken about being a barrister myself in the past, representing uh, children who are severe risk from very disadvantaged uh, um, circumstances and in in cases where those children fought fought legal cases they would get support from the state in cases where they didn't they wouldn't and high court judges spoke out against that and against that way of running a system whereby children who weren't represented were simply falling through the cracks I think think it's it's disappointing that Jennifer or Ivana haven't been able to to make a moral judgement in relation to this and have said that they have to wait for a a report uh, from the attorney I don't think that's what I said. The, the, the very reason that you had people, older people, people oh. in nursing homes, people with disabilities, who were 
who were basically... I, I think in fairness to both of them, they said they, they would await the adjudication of that report on what had the behaviour of, of, of previous attorneys general. But go on and but, finish your But point, in, yeah. in terms of the, the previous governments as well, and that's the key issue, because it's the ministers who finally make the decisions on this issue. We can't hide behind the AG. You know, it's the ministers who but are... the problem the, is the, ministers the have last. done that, the and reason, that's what we want the reason to why, The reason why these people have suffered is because they didn't have enough political power to put the pressure on the on, right, on okay, the And, and you have made that point, and that's all we have time for today. Sean Moran was our broadcast coordinator. Research was by Andrew Fleming. Harry Buckless was on sound. And the programme was produced by David O'Sullivan. Stay tuned for Saturday Sport with Des Cahill. Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player app. Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1.